This is the Max and Wax in the Mind podcast. The information in this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a registered mental health practitioner. Hi, and welcome to episode one of Max and Wax in the Mind, the podcast that informally, candidly, and sometimes humorously discusses the practice of therapy. Today, we're going to be talking about face to face therapy versus online therapy. But first, Mandy, how was your week? Not too bad, thank you, Max. How was yours? My week was very good, very good. Had loads of things going on. I mean, there's always stuff in business and it's got to get a bit... It's going to be a bit of hard things to go through, but it gets easier over time, as, as you can imagine. Obviously, yours is running a lot more smoother. Um, is it? What, what, <laughs> <laughs> what, what challenges have you had this week? My main thing is, well, I do a lot of... At the minute, I'm doing a lot of studying, a lot of studying, okay. and I'm literally sitting there constantly uh, reading up on hypnotherapy, um, practicing different things and stuff like that. My main thing is actually getting clients in because okay. because I, I'm still struggling with in regards to getting uh, referrals and things like that. So yours is yours. I assume yours is more referral based, isn't it? Uh, Self referral usually. From what? From people that actually come to find you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't very rarely get referrals. Oh, from, really? Yeah, very rarely. Okay, because that that that's my thing. Because obviously I'm online. There's so there's, the online space is so big. Whereas the face to face is, you can only go face to face. If yes. you want, if you want to go to Ireland, it's going to be you'll have, you'll literally have to get up, get on a plane, and go to Ireland. Exactly. Whereas right here, right now, the people that are in this area, it's going to be easier for them to come to you. Um, so I don't know whether the the that that's that's obviously part of part of what we're going to be discussing is the online uh, versus the face to face and how I suppose the markets are completely different. Yeah, and that yeah that kind of brings brings me on to asking this question that 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 we said we'd talk about this week, which is how does face to face therapy compare with online work? Because a hundred percent of my clients Mm -hmm. come and see me here at my clinic and yeah um i think that's it's great and i do love working that way however um you've got to adapt to what's coming up quite and Mm. i think things are changing and i think i think there are more people who want to do telephone work or speak to me online and i know that that's Oh, that's that's probably well. I think it is a hundred percent of what you yeah, it's, do. It's, it's, so it's all what I do. yeah, I thought it'd be really interesting to to compare. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, for for online therapy specifically, it's it's easier because there's a lot of different things with online. Obviously, online you have pictures, you have blog posts, you have videos. So to to put yourself out there, if you produce a lot of content, then it's easy to be found. If you're not producing the content, then the online maybe a bit harder but also i think one huge benefit of online is especially for people with anxiety Mm -hmm. is maybe they and i I literally saw a comment today on someone's instagram saying i want to go to therapy but i don't want to leave my house someone who has anxiety i think and my opinion as well when i had it it was i don't i don't really want to go and speak to someone face to face because i didn't like it um I feel like for myself, a call would be easier than literally getting up, going in your car, driving somewhere. Um, it's more accessible for everyone. It is. I have a thought about that though, and you will tell me what you think. Which is that if somebody, so let's say somebody um, has um, 
a particular anxiety disorder which um, prevents them a lot of the time from getting up, getting out, getting out of the house. Maybe they have a public transport issue. Maybe they have um, some sort, so, you know, some sort of issue with being out in the world, mm. and they would rather have um, a telephone call yeah, or yeah, an yeah. online work. Um, so I suppose my thought about that is isn't part of the therapy or part of my work my role in helping that person to perhaps get them back into everyday life yeah, because yeah, yeah. um it's not it well i i mean i i wouldn't wouldn't say it's a healthy life to have all of your dealings mm -hmm. on the telephone or online it, mm. you know so part of getting over the anxiety disorder is actually being able to get out and turn up and show mm, up and mm. do the work. So that's, yeah, that's one thought yeah. about that. I, I, I do agree with that, to be honest. I mean, it's, it's different. So I've had clients that are really anxious that don't want to leave their husband. And I've had clients over in America that physically can't get here. Mm. So it's, 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 because the majority of my clients have been American. And I was like, yeah. before Instagram, because I do a lot of it on Instagram, whether it's WhatsApp, whatever. Um, They've all been from America. The first few are from America. I was like, why am I getting them from America? I was like, I'm literally in England. Why is, Why are they coming to me from America? Why are they coming from America? Because of the, my following, because they follow me. And that was the only reason. I've, Because I've, I've never had clients from advertising. It's only been from people who follow me. Um, and they, they know, like, and trust me. So they want my advice and they want my help and they want my coaching, hypnotherapy, whatever it is. So fa they um, found you on social media? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So essentially, like, what, what your clients do... They search you on Google, whereas mine are already following me. So for me, doing what I want to do, because obviously I, I want to grow a following, mm. uh, it, it makes it a lot easier because they already know, like, and trust me. Yeah. Other search engines are available. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer. <laughs> Disclaimer. Um, yeah. Also, um, I suppose I am on... Um, you know the professional directories, yeah, yeah, and yeah. people feel safer to find somebody I get that. that I get is that. registered on on a. I just mean for the face to face, mm -hmm. obviously. Um, yeah. What what, the, what else do you think um, works well online? In what sense? Um, it just ha what works well. <laughs> what what good results are you seeing? What for getting clients or for specifically helping clients? Helping people. Well, the because a lot of people when I say to them, they're like, "Oh, can you hypnotize me online?" I'm like, "I can." Yeah. Um, the reason why there's videos that people get hypnotized on YouTube, the reason it won't work every time is because everyone has a different way that they um speak. So for different, obviously we, I don't know if they do it in psychotherapists, the, the VACOG model is the visual auditory uh, kinesthetic. Um, no. Olfactory and gustatory. Nothing like this. No. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> um, so that is about how people represent the world. So if, you, if I'm personally more of a visual person, so if someone was having a conversation with me and they're like, do you feel what I'm saying? I'm like, no, I don't feel what you're saying. I see what you're saying, but I don't feel what you're saying. Whereas okay. Abby is more feeling-based. Um, so she would be like, if I said, do you feel what I'm saying? She'd be like, yeah, I do actually. Um, and and it, it's just like little things like that. And that's how, if I was making a video and I was specifically saying, so do you see what I'm saying? Do you see what I'm saying? And then Abby was watching it. She'd be, she'd be looking at it and just like, no, that doesn't really make sense. And it's got to make sense for them. So you've, I've got to, my okay. job obviously is figuring out 
them as a person, yeah. but hypnotherapy at the end of the day is all to do with the person. I can't physically make you want to be hypnotised. You have to want to be hypnotised. Would this be a good point to introduce Abby? You just mentioned her. Yeah. <laughs> the mystery Abby. <laughs> so, so, so my sister, Abigail, Abby, she is literally so over... Huh? So she's got yeah, uh, she, she is literally over the other end of the table. Say hi, Abby. Hi, Abby. <laughs> <laughs> we probably can't. Abby's our technical assistant. Yeah, she's our technical <laughs> assistant, our manager, our creative director, designer. Um, designer. Yeah, she's brilliant. She just likes being behind the scenes. <laughs> I think I think it's just uh, at the end of the table, yeah. Right? <laughs> so we can't keep saying. And uh, for example, Abby, if uh, we don't know who Abby is, <laughs> yeah, it's very true. Like Obviously, I know who Abby is. Um, yeah, but now our. Listeners know who Abby is. There you is go. Now you know Abby. Perfect. You know Abby, Max, and Mandy. Yes, perfect. That with the hypnotherapy, it 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 is all it is all done by by words. There's little things that I can do. There are quick inductions that I can do where it's like physical, where I will like shake you or put you off balance to, to quickly uh, induce you into hypnosis. So so would it so face to face would it be a little more straightforward? No, because I there are things that I could do right now. I could literally do a technique that. All I need you to do is just follow along with what I'm saying. Okay. Because the main thing with hypnosis is you follow what I say. Yeah. You've got, and you've got to trust me. If you don't trust me, then it won't work. Yeah. Because essentially, I can't put someone into hypnosis. You can only put yourself into hypnosis. Yeah. The the idea is that you follow what I say and you go into the hypnosis. Um. So, it just takes a bit of. That's part of the start of it is building the, the trust with the people. So would you immediately? I suppose where I'm coming from and why I feel as though face-to-face therapy is so useful is that when I'm working with someone in the same room as me um, there are a lot of visual clues you could I suppose you could call it mm-hmm. there are a lot of things that I'm well, like picking body language up. And stuff like that. but yes body language and also um, it's much easier I think to pick up their responses to things that mm. I say so I can see very quickly if something I say doesn't resonate with somebody mm-hmm. or if something I say actually really clicks with them and mm. it really helps them to see something yeah. um, and, and I suppose other things like even it sounds really really silly possibly but even how slowly or quickly somebody walks in the room yeah, yeah, yeah how quick someone is to leave or how much they linger yeah, yeah, yeah gives yeah, yeah. me a clue about what they're getting from the therapy and i wonder if you know i i mean i you know i i will do a telephone call if well, so like you, an initial call yeah okay. like there'll be an initial telephone call and that can you know it's really useful but there's a lot I'm missing, mm. I think, just hearing a voice. And mm. then when they do turn up for their appointment, I suddenly, oh, right, yeah, that makes yeah, that yeah. makes sense. So I wonder if, yeah, I, I wonder how you feel about I, I that. I stick mainly to video calls for that reason of I'd like to be able to see the person. So, for yeah. example, when I'm doing the, if I'm doing an induction or a suggestibility test with someone before I hypnotise them, I have to see them because the idea of one of the suggestibility tests is literally you, I'm pulling your fingers together just by the sound of my voice. So I've got to see their fingers going together because when they touch, <laughs> it sounds so silly. Sorry, look, the only reason I laughed, I'm so sorry, <laughs> is just when you said pulling fingers, I just thought of you pull my finger. <laughs> 
fart joke. So, uh, apologies. <laughs> that was very silly, very juvenile of me. <laughs> um, sorry, I'm, but, I'm sorry. But yeah, but yeah. Carry on. It, they basically, I've got to be able to see them as well, and I like to. I can read their body language through the screen, and you can. It's it's easier face to face, but I don't know. I feel like I can do it to a, to a degree. Whether I'm doing it very well, I, I don't know. I don't I don't really compare myself to other people who do it. Um, but the thing is, the fact that it's now going online, it makes more sense to go online to just to get them type of clients that. Just I suppose if if you wanted to if your clients were enough for you then it maybe wouldn't make sense, um, but the way the world is going is sort of having to adapt to the times and a great example is someone like this completely irrelevant but someone like Toys R Us they refuse to market online, every other toy store marketed online and then they went out they went bankrupt within literally a few years when they were like yes. it would be a weekend out you go to Toys R Us you play on the bikes you you, you buy like little things and yeah. stuff like that. Um, no, I, d- I, I definitely, I definitely agree with that side of it. In that, um, I know that is everyone's preference. Not everyone's preference. A lot of people have a preference for um, online, and and I know that an- another thing that makes a difference these days is is being able to make a booking online. Yeah, and, and yeah. So, you know, the more instant something yes, can happen, the more people seem to like it. So mm. I do I do completely yeah. understand that. And um, I, I suppose for me, I, I guess it wouldn't be the same on a video call, but um, obviously I work within, you know, certain hours mm. of the day. I quite like the idea of being able to work with somebody in my pajamas. <laughs> Later. Oh, night. really? <laughs> well, you know, um, but but I, know what I you guess mean. that wouldn't work on a video. It's um, it's because I've I've had exactly that thoughts. Like I literally all day every day I wear gym clothes, and when I'm on the phone, it doesn't really matter. Like, yeah. I could be. I've when I used to do network marketing, one of my mentors he would just put a suit and no, just put a tie and a shirt on and be wearing boxers. And he'd be talking on the phone, and you'd think he's in a suit, but he's just at home, just in his shirt and tie. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And I thought, I thought, I quite like the idea of that. That's quite funny. Do you want to hear um, a funny story? Go on then. <laughs> when I, when Something I, about a shirt and a tie. It's, <laughs> or shirt and boxers. <laughs> it's about clothing. Um, when I first, um, as as you know, um, I my therapy room is right here um, in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, well. Of next door to the house, let's say I can pop between the house and the therapy room, and um, so <laughs> I have to keep it quite fixed in my mind that obviously I need to be in full clothes mm-hmm. and shoes <laughs> when I when I pop next door. You know when I've got a client. So um, <laughs> a while ago now, I've never done this again, but a while ago I was seeing a couple um, for their first relationship session and um, we were sitting in the room and we just got started and we were talking and suddenly I looked down and I had my slippers on. (laughs) So that was not great. And then I... (laughs) And then I felt really silly the rest the rest of the time. So now I'm really like, put shoes on, put boots on. Um, but yeah, I could get away with slippers yeah. on. And I mean, yeah. I feel this is a little bit you, you get doffed. Away with everything, really. But yeah, yeah. 
So it's another benefit. And also, I suppose there's a benefit in that for the client as well, in that if they're not somebody who likes putting shoes on. You don't have to leave the house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we lost her. We lost her. <laughs> if you don't like shoes, you don't have to leave the house. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, completely <laughs> bonkers. Um, yeah. So, other benefits. <laughs> other benefits of face. I think as well. There's something about. And again, I'm sure you you've got a view on this, but I, I do sort of feel like when people come here and they meet me face to face and we're working together in the room there is that sort of feeling and Abby and I were talking about this before that there is that sort of feeling that you are away from you're not it's not yeah. the real world it's I not the normal mean. world it's separate it's it's a it's an enclosed safe space where, where it can literally be locked away when you walk out the door yeah and when things yeah where things can happen mm. that are, you know where there can be disclosures where there mm. can be uh, healing where there can be thinking where there can be crying and stuff can happen and then once you're out of the room you're back in the real world mm. but you've got that sort of linking point to oh but you know in therapy that happened and there's a separation and i think i do think there's something potentially in that rather than experience i don't know if you experience that online i suppose it is subjective to the individual going isn't it because it's, it's like i would personally i don't know i don't know if i would like if i if i was to go to a therapist i don't know if i would like to do it in a room, I, I don't know. It's it's different because I've I've had coaches online. I've had coaches offline. I've had um, I've got mentor that I will speak to majority of the days, but I do that literally in a hot tub <laughs> at the gym. Like it doesn't really matter where I am. For yeah, me, it it's works. the information. Yeah, yeah, it works personally. for you. And I think that that is really another really important thing is that what you whatever somebody is looking for that's what they have to go out in the world Mm. and try and find whether it is uh, psychotherapy counseling whether it's analysis whether it's hypnotherapy or coaching or Mm. whatever what whatever is they feel whatever they need whatever they need yeah Yeah, is fight is finding the right thing definitely so do, do you find that people do struggle to come here or are they quite open about like they'll be on the phone they'll be like oh yeah like I'll, I'll come I'll do that or are they quite hesitant in go- coming to meet someone face to face if if you work with people that are maybe got anxiety and depression yeah like that? I think it I think it's I think it's different for everybody mm. I think some people are very relaxed about it and just feel um I need to go and talk to somebody and they show up and they don't I mean I I think there's always a small level of nerves when somebody walks in for the first time but some people seem to be very very fine with it you know really really, yeah Um, and other people I know it takes a huge amount of courage yeah oh definitely yeah well that's that's a big step for someone where someone that's a a little a little tiny step whereas other people it's like 
the tenth step on the stair. Like they still have to yeah. walk up the first yeah. few to get to that tenth one. I think sometimes I, I've in the past. I, I don't so much now, but I think in the past I've almost overdone the congratulating people on how yeah, brave yeah. they were to yeah. even get here. And sometimes it's relevant, and sometimes it's it actually hasn't taken that much. You know, they, they've yeah, yeah. actually been really up for it and yeah. really want to come and talk about their stuff, yeah. but. Well, it's, all, it's having someone detached from your situation. Yeah. Because it's like when, if, if I'm talking to Abby or something like that, I'm so involved in her life that it's, it's hard to, it's, we're, we're so attached. If I'm talking to um, just someone who I know, especially someone from your family, yeah. that's why I think it's quite hard for someone who does want to go to therapy to speak to their family because they're so involved in their life. Yeah having a completely detached perspective is always quite good because you're not going to realistically argue back with them. They, they, they're more likely to take on your, your knowledge and what, what you've got to say. Um, obviously, depending on how, how great of a rapport you build when you first meet them. Mm. If, if it's pretty shonky, then they're not going to really uh, get on with you. But Let's talk about that. Okay. Let's talk about Let's rapport. Let's do it. Because actually, I think that's another thing that is a face-to-face versus online thing. Um... I, I mean, obviously, I'm coming from the face-to-face perspective, but I feel as though it's easier, mm-hmm. very easy to build a rapport face-to-face mm-hmm. because you get all the visual cues you might need. You, yeah, know, yeah, you can yeah. see if, you know, somebody's eyes are twinkling or if their eyes are, you know, really glazed over, if they're not, yeah, yeah, if they're yeah. not... I don't know, I feel like you can see really quickly if you need to work harder at the rapport or hold back mm. um you'll get you're getting your clues from the vibe mm. the feel in the room is is it easy to make a rapport over the I phone or I over the really online okay. I, don't, so I don't do it on the on the phone i okay. don't like to do it on the phone. I, I always do it uh, video okay. and i'll always recommend i'll say look I, and there was one girl i spoke to once and she struggled to be on the video literally the first video she was right on the edge of the camera yeah. By, and this was a program I did with her. By week six, she's literally up, like, all like, okay. yes, like, like that. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's a huge difference in itself. Um, but you can actually build good rapport. I think just from what you were saying, I, I, from what I believe you guys both are, you're both very feeling based. And for you to build rapport, the the physical that physical like hi oh, you're right that yeah. touch whether it's on the arm or whether it's literally I don't being touch in pro- people or, or the proximity of being, being, being with someone <laughs> disclaimer I don't, I don't touch my clients um, but the being in the proximity of someone for someone who is that feeling based that yeah. will give them the feeling um, so I'm this is an assumption I'm making but visual and auditory based don't necessarily need that so i think that's why it's easier for me as a visual person to do online because i can read i can read someone's body language through the camera um but also if i'm asking them questions and maybe i see that the answer's not coming out i know that there's not enough rapport there and i will need to just build the rapport and just get them to trust me even more um because that's what rapport is and that's just them fully trusting you yes um, and, and accepting what you've got to say because if they don't have you, if you haven't got good rapport and we're sitting there and we're having a conversation I'm not looking at you but you're trying to talk to me we're clearly not in rapport you know what I mean yeah and I feel as though what we've both been saying in in in, in some I, f- I feel as though we're both saying the same thing which is that we we're working in quite different ways mm. but actually 
with we're the same both outcome. we're both adapting to each other's way, I suppose. <laughs> well, and also with with who who comes through the way. Well, my case, who comes through the door, and in your case, who comes pops up web. online, <laughs> comes through the web. Yeah, we're adapting and we're working with what they need. Yeah, and doing it to the best of our ability with the tools that we have. Exactly. So I, yeah, well, I, have, <laughs> I have the facility of the, you know, the room and the chairs yeah. and the sofa. And you have the facility of all the tools, and <laughs> the camera, yeah. the technology, the phone, the computer, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, etc. Yeah. So I, th- I, I feel as though we're yeah. doing the best with what we've got. We're doing, the, but also I think we are. I, th- I think it, it it demonstrates as well actually how um, how how good therapists are at adapting mm, mm, mm. and not saying. I couldn't possibly work in that way. Yeah. And actually, I think when you're training, I, I don't know if you would agree, when you're training, you, there is a sort of temptation to, to be like, oh, the way I've been trained, I work in this way. Mm-hmm. And uh, I never say that sort of thing. And I always yeah. say this sort of thing. Yeah. But actually, I, I feel as though, um, as, you know, as I've worked over the years, um, adapt yeah well you have to and it's like even if you had a conversation with one person i may be swearing the whole way through it because they like to swear yes whereas someone else hearing someone swearing could literally put them off you you forever so that's just adapting in itself so i think being a therapist alone to adapt in that way maybe helps you adapt to different ways of thinking in regards to what you're doing because you've got to as well um <laughs> I was just uh, doing hand signals to Abby, which was clearly off-putting for Matt. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, I'm a very visual person. That's yeah. well, you see, that's the... yeah, no, literally, that that is when some when something's going on around me, my, my eyes are constantly going like that. Mm. So that is uh, such a, an example of me being a visual person that distracts me. Yes. Whereas sorry. for someone else, say someone was next door and they were drilling the walls, and you could just hear like that would really distract someone who's more auditory-based. That would, would that really I wouldn't you? say I, I wouldn't say I'm auditory based, but that would yeah. If there was yes, when there's noise. I suppose that's quite a, that's quite a, a rash a rash one. This, yeah, yeah, that would annoy anyone. To be fair, yeah, <laughs> maybe like the cars or something like that. Something that's like a bit minor. Like um, the ticking of a clock. Yeah, yeah. The ticking I can't of bear the ticking of a clock. Oh really? Yeah. Mm, interesting. Yeah. That's why I took the battery out of the clock before we we started. You know what, funny story on taking batteries out of stuff. We had a smoke alarm in our house and it just kept beeping. And we were like, yeah, we'll change the battery. We ended up just taking it out and leaving it out for about about a year and a half. Disclaimer, (laughs) don't do that. (laughs) Yeah, don't do that. That was was not a smart idea. That was just two very lazy people. (laughs) Yeah, we got off a ladder once and couldn't be bothered to get back up it again. Oh, my God. On that note, shall we... Change the batteries. (laughs) In the clock. Um, Or even talk about um, our last section of this podcast. Let's let's do it. What's inspired us? What has inspired you this week, Max? What has inspired me? I'll tell you what has inspired me. The the fact that it was World Book Day, I've it was it was it yesterday yesterday, yesterday. Oh, and I I used to be such a against books like no they never want to read a book when I was in school I maybe read 
one book for force of or maybe a few books if you like the, the like horrid henry and that type of stuff so the the really low grade like reading stuff um which i was a very poor reader all the time and i remember when i left school i said i was like i'm never picking up a book again refused to yeah. abby just showed me the secret so i was inspired by by outside success and whatever it was it, it pushed me to read books i read that and then i realized over the past four or five years i've done on Audible alone over 400 and something hours worth of listening to books. Wow. Um, from someone, and that's my way of learning, that's, that's, that's how I've done it. Um, and I've read quite a few, not, not loads of books, maybe 10, 15 books. Um, but for what's inspired me is the fact that I've allowed myself to do something that I was never really strong at and I've pushed myself to do it. Um, it's taken me time and it's also taken me the dedication to making myself uncomfortable and that's why I do things like cold showers in the morning to make myself feel uncomfortable <laughs> oh my God. I make myself feel uncomfortable so that when something that is uncomfortable is going to come up I'll naturally be like no I'm going to do it and I even stood there this morning I was like I don't want to have a cold shower all right that means I've got to do it and I'll just do those little things that are very easy and simple that wow. push me to do it and now I'm very easily it's part of my routine is to listen to an audiobook every single day um, whereas before I would have been like, huh, you're learning, you're weird. And I, like now I love it. It's like one yeah. of the, my favorite things to do. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's my biggest inspiration is, is actually what I've, I say achieved with my not mm, hunger for knowledge. Fair. Yeah. yeah. What's your, what's inspired you this week? Man? I suppose what has inspired me is that I've gone back to doing something that I've done for a while, which is a bit of an anxiety buster. Um, which is doing um, really large dot-to-dot um, books. Okay. Dot-to-dot. <laughs> yeah, you, I love dot. I used to love dot-to-dots. Well, I've got, you know, these adult... I've got colouring books, um, you know, colouring in therapy, and I've also got these dot-to-dot ones, and okay. I haven't, haven't, haven't done it for a while, and I just thought, well... I have, I have to say I have been feeling a bit anxious this week because of the old corona. <laughs> um, and so I, I, I was inspired to go back to doing a stress-busting thing yeah. that seems very basic and maybe a bit silly. And mm. I thought, you know what? No, it's, it's, re it's really mindful mm. because you're sitting there and you are just going from one dot to another. And these have a thousand dots. Oh, Jesus that's a yeah, lot of yeah that's not a like lot of a dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what I'm thinking. That's right. like when you say dot to dot, I'm thinking a dog or a giraffe or something like that. No, these are you can get different ones. This one is um, like artwork masterpieces. Oh, okay. So it'd be like the Mona Lisa. Oh wow! Or, yeah, that's uh, cool, but it's a thousand dots, and it's really mindful, and I really enjoyed it. And I thought, don't forget. To come back to this mm, mm. when you need it. It's the simple things that work all the time. Yeah, it really is. Like simple thing of like meditation. That's, yeah. that's always the biggest thing that I use. Yeah. So we're going to end there. Fantastic. Yeah. And anything that has inspired you, or if you have any questions for us, or things that you'd like us to discuss, let us know. Bye. Bye. <laughs> If you want to get in touch and keep up to date with us, follow us on Instagram at Max and Wax Podcast or pop us an email at maxandwaxpodcast at gmail.com.